Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Everybody, welcome to the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. I am Walker. Um, today is Sunday, January twenty eighth, twenty twenty four, and it has been a little over six months since uh, we've had the podcast up and running. I'm gonna try a little bit different this time. Obviously, we're gonna do a video version. I never got the backdrop set up. I, life happened, um, so I'm, I don't care. Uh, most folks are probably gonna listen to it on the audio version, anyways. I don't have any visuals. It's probably better for you to listen to it just audio because I am. I ain't Brad Pitt. I mean, I've joked about that in the past, but I guess now it's honest or time to be open and honest. I am not the doppelganger de Brad Pitt. Uh, but anyways, so today I wanted to talk about uh, generational differences. Um, I am a proud member of Generation X. Um, we had quite a quite a wild run in the early 70s and 80s. Um, a lot of us grew up either with single parents or if we did have both parents, they were working. So we were very self-reliant, self-sufficient, had to grow up quick. Um, I, I remember babysitting my two brothers and sister when I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, and I was in charge of their safety, which is kind of wild. And we've got two girls that are, I guess are considered millennials. They were born in the nineties. Um, and let me just preface this by saying, I, well, I guess I'm pro-facing it because I'm not prefacing, I'm post-facing that what I'm about to say is my opinion and my opinion only. And obviously what I say isn't 100% for everybody, uh, or doesn't pertain to everybody. There are exceptions to the rules, but where I'm going here is the majority of what I have to say impacts the well, no, what I'm about to say is most people. Let's just be honest. That's the way it is. So Gen X in general, like I said, we kind of grew up tough, had to handle our business. Um, and we've just kind of, we're getting older now. Most of us are in our 50s or 60s. And we've kind of raised our kids. We're just out doing our thing. Um, we see something we want. We can probably afford it now. So we go and we get it. Well, not in this economy. Uh in the ideal world, the Gen X's would just go out and buy stuff. Um, but then we got the groups behind us and then Gen Z. And I'm going to talk about like the millennials. Um, they came in, they had internet from the get-go. Us Gen Xers, we saw the advent of the internet when we had dial-up and it took forever. And the internet definitely was not used in the way it is today. Um, and it's kind of ironic because I'm talking, I'm going to talk about how narcissistic that next generation has become. Yet here I am putting myself out there and thinking that people want to hear what I have to say. So anyways, let that sink in for a sec. Okay. So in general, the generation that came after Gen Xers, um, they were very instant gratification driven and had a lot more access to a lot more knowledge at an earlier rate. Um, and I think another thing that happened big time was the pharmaceutical world really, really, really developed. Um, I remember growing up when I was a kid, there was like Tylenol, 
uh, acetaminophen. I think it was called Motrin or something back then. There was like a couple different things for headaches. Now, if you go over to the headache section, there's usually four to eight foot sections of different types of uh, drugs for your headache. Um, and why I'm saying that is because like, I know if you're watching TV in today's world, um, you probably can't even count how many um, pharmaceutical commercials there are. There's a treatment for everything, for stuff you don't have, stuff they make you think you have. And of course, the joke is generally the side effects are worse than the actual affliction that they're supposed to treat. Um, one other interesting thing, they always say, ask your doctor about, insert brand here. And I just think it's kind of weird that the doctor that has gone to school for all those years and has all that experience is going to listen to what you, the scrub, has to as, as a suggestion because you saw it on TV. Um, I know I'm very conscious when I go to my doctor, I don't tell her that I saw, looked it up on WebMD and all that, even though I did. Um, I don't tell her that because I don't want to disrespect her by like downplaying her skills and abilities. But watching all these like pharmaceutical commercials, holy crap, it's like one after another after another. And it's for everything, depression, anxiety, uh, weight loss, weight gain, diabetes, uh, you name it. I saw one the other day and I could not believe it. We had to pause it. And at the bottom, it said that use of this drug could cause a rip in the perineum. That's your taint, folks. It, this medicine weakens your taint. And I forgot what it was even for. I think it was for diabetes or something. But if you're taking something that weakens your taint, you probably, I, I, I would risk it and not take it. Um, but it's just weird because it seems like that generation that followed us got pummeled with that kind of thing. So it kind of, kind of created victims, like where everything happened to them and there is a fix for it. Whereas I feel like generation X, my generation, I mean, I don't know how many kids had ADHD when I was growing up. A few did here and there. A few kids had allergies. Asthma was like super rare. Um, diabetes wasn't even heard of. And I'm sure some of those things existed, um, but there is definitely a correlation between the different generations that the newer ones have all these afflictions. A lot of it has to do with folks not playing outside um, like we did. We used to be outside from sun up to or yeah, sun up to sundown in the summertime, um, just out there playing, getting dirt, getting hurt. And, and that was another thing. Like when we got hurt, it would hurt. And it would hurt for days, and then it would be fine. Um, now everything's like instant. You, you can't have any pain. I, I got to have instant pain relief. And I think a lot of that happened in the 90s, 80s and late 80s and early 90s. Like Vicodin became a thing where people were getting addicted to painkillers left and right. People were going to the emergency room for a headache and you know maybe something else, a back pain, because it was hard to diagnose back pain. So they would actually go, and the doctors would just write you a script for a... a Pretty potent painkiller. And a lot of people got hooked on that stuff. Um, but it was funny, like growing up, I remember I've had some horrendous injuries, especially to my legs when I was doing, I used to do uh, BMX freestyle and I would eat it and like have gashes in myself. And I remember one time I was riding my bike <clears throat> and, uh, well, it used to be the bike used to have uh, a coaster brake on the back where you would, no, wait, coaster brake? I don't know, when you pedaled backwards, the brake would work. 
And then in the freestyle world, having a free spinning, and my buddy Chuck's going to kill me for not remembering this, but because he's still phenomenal at it, but I, I'm horrible. Um, where you could actually, you could change the back rim and you could wheel, pedal backwards. Well, I got one of those rims and installed it. And that was the other thing. I used to build, we used to build our own stuff, which was really cool. Um, but anyways, I was driving that bike one day, or riding it, and the chain popped off. And of course, I was Billy Badbutt, and I went to put the chain back on while I was pedaling. Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't have time to stop. So I kind of pedaled backwards a little bit, put that chain with my middle finger, and kind of lifted up over the sprocket. And as I did it, I leaned forward. And I pushed down and my finger went up into the sprocket between the chain and the sprocket. And the thing literally punctured my middle fingernail. And thank goodness I had swapped it from that coaster brake thing. Because if I hadn't, I would have had to continually continue pedaling forward to have my finger go completely through the sprocket. Which probably would have, you know, taken the tip of it off. But I pedaled backwards and I had this, like, puncture wound. And I'm sitting there driving home or riding home. And just blood pouring down. Did I go to the doctor? No, I didn't. Uh, I put hydrogen peroxide on it, a couple band-aids, went back out. Um, and it hurt for a long, long time. Um, so basically, I'm saying Generation X is tough. Um, well, plus we got beat a lot more. Um, and where that ties in, where I'm really kind of going with that is the generations following generation x and obviously our generation has to take responsibility for this but man did it get into feelings and i mean i I have feelings and i have emotions i just don't let it bother me um somebody says something i don't like i don't care um it doesn't impact my day i might get mad but i don't feel like i have to take it out on everybody else or get retribution or justice for how I was treated. Um, and nowadays it just seems like because those generations that followed us were so internet-y connected, um, all the time on their phones, instant gratification, reading, socializing on the phone versus, um, like going to the mall back in the day. Well, that's how our generation actually socialized. That was our social media, much like, you know, people use fake filters to make themselves look good on their phone when they're snapchatting somebody when we'd go to the mall man we'd get done up you know, obviously you had to rock the jean jacket preferably acid washed um but you'd throw on your couple extra skirts of dracoir dracar noir which i still rock by the way thank you um your hair would look good and you'd go to the mall and that was just the dudes let alone what the chicks did i mean they phew, the hair all the good stuff um those were the days but that's, that's where our social interaction was. And it was awkward, you know, especially as a dude growing up. You see this hot chick. Well, you think she's hot because she's got all those real filters on, all that makeup. Um, but to get the nerve to go up and talk to somebody was amazing. Whereas now, you can say whatever you want to say on the phone because you're you know, a keyboard warrior. I, that That's a thing. Um, but we have... They're, those next generations were so are so connected that they've lost that um, self worth. I guess. I mean, I feel good about myself. I don't care if I'm ugly or not. I'm, I'm who I am, and I've accepted, it and I'm good. But nowadays, the pressure on all those that social media stuff. We were watching a show the other night where a girl fell off of a parking deck two stories, 
because she was trying to take a selfie and had to get the perfect shot. She fell off and fell two stories. She was okay. She landed on the dirt. Um, and I'm sure somebody probably videoed her falling, but it's just kind of wild. And I see that in the, in the retail space now too. Um, I mean, it's almost like you can't walk up to somebody and say, Hey, tuck in your shirt. Cause that's how, Hey, would you mind tucking in your shirt? And then on the other end of it, they're like, they're judging me. They, uh, or they're fat shaming me or they're economically judging me because I don't have a belt or yeah there's just a million things that run through your head and it's like man just tuck in your shirt that's all i ask but now it seems like you got to be all on eggshells when you're talking to folks and that's difficult for me um i mean i i like to be nice i like to have fun but sometimes some of the stuff you have to do to get people to do a simple job the hoops you got to run through and the the mental steps you got to think about in your head to be like all right, I got to make sure I don't offend this person. How can I tell them to mop the bathroom floor? And a lot of the ways I do that, honestly, is there is not a thing in my building that I haven't done that I would ask somebody to do that I haven't done myself or would do myself. But it seems like the the generations that are coming on board now, which is scary, um, they want higher pay and they have a lower productivity they want to do less work for more money and that's not obviously economically viable i mean you think about it shopping malls are going away everybody's shopping on amazon ebay whatever or este or etsy whatever they call it and that has totally eliminated the social aspect of it even in the grocery business folks are ordering groceries online driving to the store having somebody bring it out to their car able-bodied folks which is fine um, generally you would think that'd be more of a, or like with, for moms with kids and, you know, they're on their way to practice or whatever, but like a lot of people are doing that and that's the way it's transitioning now. And you're seeing a lot of these, um, like DoorDash and like DoorDash is expanding. Like you, they don't just do restaurants anymore. They can run to Walmart and grab you stuff and bring it to your house. So I, I kind of, I'm, I'm concerned about what the next 10 years are going to look like in the retail space. Um, and let me just think, talk about self-checkouts right quick. I mean, you can read article upon article upon article where retailers are really regretting putting in um, self-checkouts. I personally love using a self-checkout because I guess me being Generation X, I just want to get in, get out. I don't necessarily want to be seen or interacted with. Um, but it, it's a sad state of the world. And I think part of that is because we have created the perception that the generations that follow Gen X are victims and they, they got to have this and they earn this, they deserve this and they deserve that. And now when you give people the opportunity to, to do things that are unethical because you've told them they're a victim so much, they go ahead and take the opportunity. The amount of theft in the industry from self-checkouts is mind blowing. I mean, there are companies that are getting rid of self-checkouts or they had plans to put them in. Now they're not, they're scaling them back. They're manning self-checkouts, which defeats the purpose um, it just seems kind of wild where the retail space is going to go. Yes, I know things evolve. I'm fine with that. I've been rolling with the punches for 36 years now, but it just seems like there isn't a, a very bright light at the end of the tunnel for us retail rangers. Most of us are going to be out of the workforce in the next five to 10 years. And I'm really, really curious 
I'm glad I'm not going to be part of it, but like what it's going to be like to run a grocery store in 10 years with the next crop of grocery store workers or retail workers in general, just because of that, the, the narcissistic me, 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 instant gratification feelings kind of folks that are coming up. I don't know. I, I remember when I was a kid starting off in this business, they weren't mean. They were just very matter of fact. And that was the boomer generation. Just it, the, one of the greatest generations or something. Or the, was that before? Anyways, they were fine. They just told me what to do and I did it. You know, they didn't like have to worry about my feelings and all that stuff. It was black and white. Here's what needs to be done. Can you do it? Yep. Good. Great. Good. Thank you. Didn't necessarily get a great job pin after, um, but I got paid and that was kind of what I was working for. Um, still is, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious how it goes. Um, I do want to give a quick update. The, uh, the four golden girls, our chickens are doing phenomenal still. Um, we did, um, we had a super cold snap a couple, about a week or so ago here in Virginia. So I did install a, uh, a heat lamp in their coop. Normally they didn't need it because they all huddle together and, and they're fine. It's covered and double walled or whatever. And a lot of pine shavings in there, but it was cold and I didn't want frozen eggs or frozen chicken. But anyways, they're doing great. Um, cats are fine. Dogs doing fine. Chef Liz doing great. I can't wait to, I think, I don't know if I smell it yet. I'm a little stuffy, but anyways, we're going to go ahead and post this thing here. Um, we'll see how, uh, how this one goes. Might end up just doing the audio version, but I wanted to try the video one and see what all the kids and their internet are up to today. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to my little gripe vent. It is what it is. We'll catch you on the flip side. Retail Ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.